What's good? What's good? This is Hector Oliveira, and you know I'm always with the man on a mission to find nutrition, the Polynesian Papa of Pump, Big Body Say, Say Say Liua, Say Say. What is up, man? How are you? I'm good, baby. I'm good. How you doing, Hector? I'm freaking pumped up, man. Finally, we're carving out some time to sit down like good old pals do and watch a little action movie. One of my all-time favorites. The 1987 sci-fi classic thriller, Predator, starring Arnold Schwarzenegger, nominated for an Academy Award in visual effects. I don't know, Stacey, what do you expect out of sitting down and watching The Predator with me, so to speak? Uh, you, know, I, you know, I'm just uh, saying, whatever we do, you know, if it's worthwhile, you gotta do it right. So uh, I'm just glad it's a movie that uh, is timeless because it's so relevant to this day. To this day, people are talking about storming Area 51 and, you know, they might got their mountain dues, but have you even paid your dues if you really had to storm Area 51? I mean, what <laughs> if the aliens came out like Predator, bro? Are you even ready? Because obviously not everybody survived and uh, Arnold did. So I'm also especially excited, Say Say, because you and I both know that we are fitness trainers. We like to put together workout programs that prepare people for everything. And you and I both smashed our fitness heads together for what they're worth and came up with a workout to hand to the people that we would like to call the How to Catch the Predator Workout. Dun, dun, dun. So, Alien invasion's coming. Don't you watch Ancient Aliens? Come on now. First of all, I always say you got to be ready. You got to be able to adapt, improvise, and overcome your situation. So right now it might seem outlandish that people are trying to storm Area 51, okay? But if you think it's a possibility, what are you really going to do? Run up in there and uh, drink some Mountain Dew Code Red with them? No, you better be ready to handle some business. So the reason why we developed this workout is to hit you from all angles, promote stability, uh, and overall just grit, you know what I mean? So you got to be an athlete. A jungle is no place, it's no playground, and uh, you got to be ready for everything, so. Yeah, that's what's up. If you're sitting on your ass... <laughs> watching sci-fi movies all the time and your plan is to storm area 51 i think you need to definitely look up the definition of what storming a compound means and see if you are really physically fit to storm that place because if you are you may come away with a great story and like we always say on this podcast every feat of fitness has a great story behind it and we want to bring to you today is the great story behind predator stay tuned to the very into the podcast where Stacey and I reveal the training method on how you can catch the predator. All that and so much more on today's episode of Talking Some. Muscle. Hello and welcome, friends, family, lovers, haters, haters that love to hate and lovers that hate to love. You all have a place with us here on Talking Some Muscle. I'm with Seisei Liyua. Well, hello there. Seisei, always good to see you, man. My name is Hector Oliveira, and we're about to watch The Predator. It's one of those movies uh, you always got to go back every now and then and rewatch just to, you know, remember how to be a man. That's right. You know what? I don't 
feel as ready as you do. I feel like I've been pushing too many pencils, but um, come on, don't bullshit me. Pushing as, too many pencils. <laughs> as Max says in the middle of the movie, mid uh, uh, a maniac response to the predator killing Jesse Ventura. Spoiler alert! I'm gonna have me some fun. I'm gonna have me some fun. I'm gonna have me some fun. What if um, what if during an intimate time you just started <laughs> saying that when you were with your lady, getting all close and hot and heavy? You just started whispering in her ear, I'm going to have me some fun. I'm going to have me some fun. I'm going to have me some fun. <laughs> Hopefully it just uh, makes the bond of love grow stronger. And I agree with that. Not only that, I also further the idea that you and I are going to grow together over this uh, viewing of one of my favorite movies, the 1987 thriller, sci-fi thriller, The Predator. On top of it being a very exciting episode where we're going to be watching one of the greatest action movies of all time it's also our 10th episode man it's a milestone for us Jeez. episode 10 that's the right peace, Holmes. Peace. that's right 10 episodes yes yes all right man let's just get right into it i'm ready to go are you ready to go let's do it here we go everybody this is what happens when Two fitness professionals get together and watch The Predator. So the way this is going to work is we're going to give you a 3, 2, 1 hit play countdown if you're watching it with us. If not, you don't really need to uh, have the movie on hand to watch it with us. You can just uh, listen along to this wonderful podcast as Cece and I endear you with uh, the stories that made The Predator possible. So without further ado, here we go. 3, 2, 1, play them if you got them. Dude, 20th Century Fox, bro. It's on every movie, dude. That's right. So, first of all, I want to let you know, like, Predator, uh, it's just, if you really look at the breakdown, it was just, you said it was a bunch of uh, guys looking at trees for, like, half the movie, looking in the (laughs) trees. So, you got to have patience if you want to beat the Predator. It's, like, not even, like, people are hiding behind the trees when the Predator sees you, like... It's, it's funny because, like, the audience got to see that. But those guys didn't know what the hell, so they're hiding. And it's, like, it's so futile, you know? Exactly. This movie was shot in South America, and a lot of the actors uh, complain about the rough and rugged terrain. I think Carl Weathers, who played uh, Dylan, Dylan, uh, said that there was never really... The <laughs> yeah, the weather was... Yeah, Carl Weathers had, some, had to endure some rough South American weather. But uh, talked about how there was never any even footing. You were always on an incline. So imagine being in South America. You got little directors yelling at you from the little director chairs. You got Arnold. You got Arnold running around being Arnold. And you're just on a trail run the whole time with all the special effects. So the movie is actually just... I'm sorry, I don't want to cut you off, but I, I've dated different dude. They're getting paid so bank. Like that sounds like a good job description to me. Because <laughs> what I find, what I find, is like you got to look at these guys that are all tough and commandoed out deep in the jungle, and they're chasing an alien predator. And then, yeah. like one of them will say cut, and then as soon as they say cut, they become the most bougiest. Like, okay, where's my latte? Where's my sandwich? I'm gonna eat a croissant in between sets. You know, somebody gets something in their contact, I bet. You know, it's just like, oh, my goodness, I'm going to my trailer. And they're like, oh, gosh, you know. So that's what I think about. <laughs> but if I get bit by another fucking mosquito, I'm calling yeah. the lawyers. I'm calling my yeah. lawyers. I'm getting so sag involved. <laughs> the cameraman is the one who's, like, probably the most 
or the grip guy who holds the sound. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. So we do, I mean, just, just knowing how we are, we do a lot of edits because sometimes we can get a little out of pocket. But since it's a watch along and we're just going free flow, dude, it's we're, we're no edits today. This is going to be raw oh, and uncut. Man. Oh, Why didn't you tell a, me that? Darn it! Uh oh. Okay. So, so there's Carl go. Weathers right there. So oh. at the at this at this point in the movie, we're at the point where Jesse Ventura throws open the helicopter door. You see Jesse Ventura. You see Sonny Landaham who plays Billy. Jesse obviously plays uh, Blaine, who held the minigun. So you see the. Uh, this is kind of like if you see a lot of early shades of the Expendables, right? With this, is this is this this is kind oh, of always. Yeah. Then you see Arnold smoking his cigar. We got a famous line coming up here soon that I'll probably turn the volume on for. Arnold gets out of his chopper. So what's funny is they use a lot of angles actually between um, Sonny Landaham, the big Native American dude who played uh, Billy. Sonny uh, Landaham, dude. Because he's like six Double three, three right? He's a big. He's this tall Native American dude, big dude, deep voice. Uh, mm-hmm. And I have some interesting stories about him as we get uh, get along with this uh, Predator watch along. He's got probably yeah. the most interesting past out of anybody on this movie. He's got some. Pass. Yeah, he starred in a couple of a uh, couple of uh, nudie flicks back in the day, but we'll go through that. <laughs> what? Uh, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. The Predator was it still called Predator? Dude, when you're six three and you're Native <laughs> American trying to crack into the film industry, you gotta. You gotta do everything you can. Buffalo so, uh, soldier, bro. Arnold Schwarzenegger looking as only Arnold Schwarzenegger can look, looking like a district manager for Target with his red polo, right? <laughs> You're hilarious, district manager. Arnold Schwarzenegger meeting with the general, getting his marching orders for this rescue mission. If everybody remembers the plot. This is where plot. we have the. This is where we have the famous. Who, need, uh, who needs a plot when you got a lot of muscle? You know. Here it is, right here. Listen. Dylan. You son of a bitch. <laughs> Damn arms, though. The famous handshake that turns into a uh, arm wrestling contest. Yeah. You son of a bitch, but. Man, look at them arms, though. That's what I'm saying. They're trying to come get our guns, but they can never have these ones, the ones on the side of my chest, because they're the best, and they're blessed. You can tell that they're stressed because of how they stretch. You feel me? <laughs> you know what? I feel like, as, as we're watching Arnold Schwarzenegger and Carl Weathers here on the screen, I feel like we were robbed of an actual real action film that these two could have been in going against each other. I don't know. What do you think? How do you think an action film where... Carl Weathers is the bad guy or a villain, and yeah. Arnold Schwarzenegger maybe the the hero. I don't know. I feel like okay. we were robbed that action film. I don't know why that never happened. Why that never went down. It's just too much. Uh, it's too much progressiveness for the time. Like, uh, you know, what what would have been like two bad guys? Pretty much. Arnold's a good guy, but he's also Austrian. So, because American like Creed or whatever is like from Rocky. You got Terminator. I don't know. It's just, it's a lot going on. I bet they try to draw it up. Draw it. What, would they, what would they be like, you know? It would be like Street Fighter or something. I would make Carl Weathers Balrog and Arnold Schwarzenegger in Bison, but then you still got to have somebody come beat them both. So who would do that? Who would do that? 
Jean-Claude Van Damme as uh, Guy. Well, I knew it. Oh, dude. That, <laughs> you know, he, tried to, he was going to be in Predator, right? Yeah. They, he was actually the first. Uh, he was casted as the monster at first because as we get through the movie and we, we watch a little bit more of what goes down with uh, the special effects, they had like a little red suit prop monster that Van Damme dressed in to basically <laughs> film or shoot all of the camouflage scene. Cause the way they did the camouflage is they kind of red screened a person in a suit to map yeah. or to match with the uh, foliage in the, in the jungle. Yeah. But Van Damme decided to back out from the job because, uh, they weren't going to see my face. I'm Van Damme. They need to see my face. They need to say who I am. As we see the helicopter scene, one of my favorite scenes of all time, because Jesse the Body Ventura gets really out of pocket with a extremely sensitive and very offensive homophobic comment that will not fly today, but it's one of my favorite... Uh, almost, it almost reminds me of whenever you fly into... Uh, or whenever you're getting ready for a football game, right? You're all in. Yeah. You're on the the bus driving out to some visiting team, or. Yeah, we're flying in a helicopter. <laughs> That'd be dope. You imagine dropping off in a helicopter for a football game? Yeah. Listening to some Vietnam music. Yeah, they got a uh, little Richard on. Actually, this is a uh, long, long tall Sally. Add that shit to your uh, workout playlist it's a good it's oh i like a little richard now yeah long what? tall sally can't go wrong with long tall, long tall sally and you can't go wrong with a fruity tooty fresh and fruity breakfast at denny's no not at all and there's sunny lanahan speaking with poncho played by richard chavez I, you know what they should have, should have related to the sunny lanahan guy but Jesse the Body Ventura is like kind of someone that looks like I was like, man, that'd probably be me. I'd probably go in there like yeah. get murked out like he did. Uh, even though I know I could do what Arnold did, but I was just like, man, it looks like Jesse Jesse did it his way, you know? He just uh, had a little too much pride, I think. Yeah. So, Carl uh, Weathers. You know what's funny about all their names? All these guys could have just used their real names and still would have been badass. So here's a little roll call right. for you. Carl Weathers plays Dylan. I think uh, he would do just fine with the name Carl in this in this bunch of ragtag mercenaries yeah. for hire. Two syllables, Carl Dylan. Bill Duke plays Mac, which I don't even know why you changed the name Bill Duke to Mac. I mean, just let him use Bill Duke. Okay. Then we have, of course, yeah. Jesse Ventura as Blaine, the one who uh, yeah. swears swears by chewing tobacco and he testifies. <laughs> He it's a he he gives his testa testimony. He's gonna testify that chewing tobacco chewing tobacco makes you a sexual tyrannosaurus. <laughs> then we no. have Sonny Landaham, the six foot four, six three, six four Native American guy. That deep laugh. Uh, his his death scene is probably one of my favorite ones. Spoiler alert: he does die, but his death scene is one of my favorite ones. And then Richard yeah. Chavez plays Poncho, which is like. Okay, you got a guy named Richard Chavez playing Poncho. Just fucking let him be Richard Chavez. For the sake of the movie, we're going to call him Poncho. Not Mexican enough. Is that what they're saying? Yeah. And then there's uh, General Phillips, played by R.G. Armstrong, who passed away on us in 2012, actually. Uh, R.G. Armstrong. What about General R.G. Armstrong? That's a good name, but that's his real name. 
plays General Phillips. Yo, they're 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 repelling down into the jungle right now as we speak, man. Yeah. Look at this, dude. You know how kind of, you know like you you have to like be able to repel, bro. Like. Yeah. How do you even do that? The helicopter ain't gonna land down. You gotta get out this mug. See ya. You can't be scared of heights, bro. And one way you could combat that is by going up to a high place. I mean, how else are you gonna combat it? Like if somebody says, I need you to stop and become over like, overcome the fear of heights, how would you do it? Wouldn't you just go up to a high place and look down? Right? Yeah, as a, as an it? actor I would just hire a stunt double. Probably wouldn't be difficult to get a <laughs> to get a Dude, stunt double a good, to <laughs> that's a good that's a good uh gimmicks or gimmicks bro we got to make the shirt gimmicks bro gimmicks with all these that good gimmicks like you need a, a body double we got you for the pictures or if you want to work out stunt double we got you we yeah work out for you you know there's there's definitely a large area in the fitness industry for stunt doubles for people who do stunt work you got to be fit you can't be no geek off the street. No, you can't. You can't be nope. out of. You can't be out of shape to be a stunt double unless um, unless you're doing stunt doubles for Chris Farley, who is no longer with us. So you would actually be um, acting for a person who has passed on. Anyway, I digress. So this is actually where we see the first few kills. Here, there's a. Uh, yeah. They stumble upon some wreckage from the last crew that went in into the jungle. I guess so. What I guess to catch everyone up on the plot, Arnold and his group of ragtags are going into the jungle on a rescue mission to rescue some hostages. But along the way, they find clues to the fact that they may be walking into something completely different. But we don't know what that is just yet. And I just want to highlight, too, I mean, these guys just flew in on a helicopter, all right? And you might think you have a long day at work just sitting behind a desk. So it's not just an easy helicopter ride. It's shaking and bumping. You got to have a little core strength. And then they just rappelled down into the jungle to hike, not even just to begin to prepare to start the mission, bro. Like, you know what I mean? It's crazy. The oh, amount yeah. of cardio you just need to just eat. Like, it's like a whole nother level right now. Like, they're... They're deep in the jungle, but I'd already be tired. You, you probably already want lunch. You're like, what's for lunch, right? Yeah. Well, this this movie really truly is actually a tale of two films. They filmed a lot of the footage with the uh, invisible or the camouflage predator. Um, if you if you take a look at the difference in the physiques, especially Arnold, how like Rip is at the very first part of this movie. This part, most of the actors were really focused on their exercise, how they looked on camera, their physiques. Um, so even Carl Weathers, Arnold, all of them were stealing away to go to the gym. And it's funny listening to if you if you watch the making of the Predator or the behind the scenes stuff, there's a there's a good video on YouTube. If you guys are interested, just pop it into the YouTube little search machine. You will land on the, the making of or behind the scenes of Predator. Huh. Arnold even played mind games with him in the gym. Jesse, the body Ventura, who played Blaine, um, is a professional wrestler. We all know that well and good. He also later on became the governor of Minnesota. Arnold became the governor of the, uh, the greatest Ooh, state in all of in all of the union. That would be California. There was a little, I guess if you want to call it professional rivalry on set because Jesse Ventura being a huge wrestler, you know, big guy, six foot plus, 260 pound plus. And you had Arnold, the bodybuilder, you know, always wanted to be in contention with, you know, the big guys. You know, they're bodybuilders. They're, there's a bunch of testosterone and machismo flying around that set. 
They mm-hmm. always jockeyed for position, or they always jockeyed for position with um, weight room time. Carl Weathers would try to sneak away and get to the weight room before anybody else because he wanted to avoid the Arnold workout, which was uh, historically one of the toughest workouts to do. Even though Jesse Ventura thought all of them were little wussies because of his military background. Anyhow, Arnold, his pranks didn't stop at. Pumping Iron, you know he played pranks and played mind games with uh, Lou Ferrigno, if you've ever watched that movie. So Arnold actually orchestrated an elaborate rib, which would be a prank, on Jesse Ventura. And what's interesting to note is that Jesse Ventura, as a professional wrestler, came comes from a culture where they all play pranks on each other. They do the silliest shit to each other, like one extreme, taking a crap in their gym bag, and on the other extreme... Wow. Um, sending police officers to their hotel room or just doing just playing pranks on these on, on other professional wrestlers so he's from a culture of pranking so arnold places a bet with jesse ventura over an expensive bottle of champagne that his arms are much bigger than jesse ventura's what jesse ventura didn't know was that the day before arnold had sent one of the crew members to tell jesse ventura that arnold thinks his arms are bigger than yours and Jesse Ventura says, well, how big are Arnold's arms? The crew member says, Arnold's arms are 19 inches. But this is all under Arnold's direction. So Arnold sends the crew member to lie to Jesse and say his arms are 19 inches. Jesse Ventura goes, well, that's bullshit. My arms are 21 inches. Anyway. Oh, he didn't see it coming, huh? <laughs> yeah, he didn't. He didn't. So Arnold Arnold goes up to Jesse Ventura the next day and says, hey, I bet you a bottle of champagne. My arms are bigger than yours. So Jesse Ventura accepts the bet. They measure each other's arms. Arnold's, Arnold's arms measure at 22 inches, 22 and a half. Arnold wins the bet over a bottle of champagne. It's just funny that Arnold kept playing these mind games with people. And I don't know if you feel like um, like that actually causes a little – a different dynamic on the set that you would get from a normal movie, right? And you wouldn't get the the, the normal yeah. – act or like the normal – yeah, it's like a locker room creates more of a, I guess, I guess a brotherhood, a closeness there that you won't get in certain situations. And it's interesting that fitness can can do that, right? Well, you know, the, the ingredient that is common is um, is fun, and I think or love and fun, fun and love are like you know they go hand in hand. So if you get, you got to have fun, you're gonna go crazy. So you got to train your mental, you got to stay ahead of the game. For him to, uh, for Arnold to throw in an extra rib, you know, it's something else to concentrate. It's just to you know kind of bring you back to earth and say, hey man. Stop worrying so much. Look, you, you overlook this simple ass joke, you know, like it's just to me, it just makes you, you know, have fun and uh, better prepared mentally. Man, this is crazy. What, what's going on on the screen right here, dude? Yeah, a lot of violence and gore. Actually, the special effects, like I said, got nominated for an Academy Award. And the guy who designed the pressure, the Predator costume, Stan Winston, was involved with a lot of movies. So any kind of special effects you see is uh, by the hand of Stan Winston, who was involved with a few movies you might know, Terminator, Terminator 2, Jurassic Park, Aliens. He had a few others. But um, right now what we're looking at is a scene where they stumble upon these uh, dead bodies and they find a dog tag. It's an American soldier. But the dead bodies are strung up uh-huh. from a tree, so in their skin. They're upside down and they're skinned a lot. And, it's, and, and you know, I can already just sum up what it's going to take to be able to, if you want to, have a chance to stand predator uh it's going to take mental strength that's what that's what i think is highlighting already everybody's so fit so in shape and watch they're just gonna they're gonna meet their maker right now 
I'm telling you, this is crazy. And the one who stands out is the one who has the mental fortitude to be smart. You know, he has the big muscles, but he also has the, the, the brains. Um, that, that's what I think this whole thing is highlighting right here. Um, so, you know, enjoy the movie. Yes, sir. But go back to that story about Arnold and uh, Jesse Ventura. One thing that's funny is professional wrestlers like Jesse Ventura, they're known for playing jokes on each other. Anything from uh, ditching on a on a bill at a restaurant and making the new guy pay or full on taking a shit in their duffel bag. They do some gnarly stuff to each other. And it's just funny to hear that Arnold was so into the mind games and so ahead of the curve as far as uh, as far as playing pranks and jokes on people. He actually ribbed a professional wrestler, which is hard to do those because those guys, they make a living. They they actually are embedded in a culture. They're, they're constantly ribbing each other and playing pranks and doing just dickhead things to each other letting air out of tires but uh, there's jesse ventura right there with his minigun so the crazy thing about this is uh jesse ventura was also a um fuck i don't want to mess this up i think he said he was marine was he marine corps oh, Army Ranger. Fuck. He's, a, he's a fuck so that's what he he's is. a fuck jesse ventura was a yeah i don't want to mess this up but i believe he was a marine corps and this fucking guy so they took a uh they got the minigun by taking it off of a, a helicopter. So that <laughs> that gun's supposed to be mounted to a helicopter. And they just said, all right, you big fucker, just hold this minigun. So for those of you who don't know what a minigun, machine gun is, it's that gun that you kind of hold at, at thigh high and it just kind of revolves and spins. And it spins and uh, shoots 50 caliber rounds. It's a pretty, uh, just fucking put it in your Google search box. Mm-hmm. Put You'll it in find your pants. It. So this is actually, I don't know. I feel like this would be a a great way to to fucking stay in shape, man. Shoot a film in the f- jungles of South America. Yeah, temperature is one thing too. I mean, look at the predator just uses heat seeking vision. He's looking at him. And they're trying to hide behind trees, but it doesn't matter because the predator is seeing in infrared or some like uh, thermal imaging where he can see the body heat, uh, heat signature. So it's so crazy that the audience gets to see what the predator sees. And you realize it's like, how can you combat that? You're trying to be all stealthy. You're wearing camouflage. Mm-hmm. And it's for no reason. For no reason. Yeah. Think about that, bro. If you ain't ready for the predator. Carl Weathers right now is ready for uh, a nice spritzing at the shower. A nice spritzing <laughs> oh, down looks, at yeah. down at the makeup down at the makeup chair and in his uh, in his trailer in his actor trailer. Yeah. They wouldn't nice have to use fake sweat with me. I'm telling you, I'm already out of shape, bro. Like I'm like thinking, like, dang, dude, I'd already be asking for the rations right now. Like, hey, man, where's that uh, where's that can of beans at, dude? Like. <laughs> So the training for this movie was actually pretty rigorous in the fact that they actually trained like special ops. So they learned all the uh, uh, special forces hand signals and they learned uh, how to maneuver and position and communicate and all that other fun stuff. They worked with a special forces um, trainer for this movie. So he got some legit shit in. But what's funny is Jesse Ventura said, you know, I've been on some missions and uh, I... I would definitely do a movie with these gentlemen again, but I would not go out and out in the field and actually do a mission with any of these guys. He fucking just, oh yeah, he just they shit on everybody, heavy, bro. 
<laughs> so he had all these actors just complaining around him. Y'all a bunch of slack jaw actors. No, slack jaw. I, I worked with a with a guy in Sacramento at a gym that would call, like, um, I don't know, I guess if you want to call them metrosexual guys that are really into their personal grooming and looks, you would call them poodles, which I thought was hilarious. Oh. I forgot the guy's name. He played oh linebacker at uh, American River College. Oh my gosh, I, can't, I'm, I don't do too well with non-politically correctness subjects, bro. <laughs> <laughs> You're all a bunch of slack-jaw poodles. Oh, man. Yes. Hey, you know what, though? I w- I'd rather take a look at... These guys These guys are looking like they, they trained a little bit with Special Forces, but the, the Predator, now that I'm thinking about it, the Predator was the one that was most in shape. You know what I'm saying? As far as, like, he took out the most, and finally one got to him. I think Predator but, just had, uh, he had the perfect combination of genetics and science. He had the he had the weaponry, he had the tools, he had the yeah. tricks of the trade, man. They were outgunned, they weren't outmanned, they were just one big fucking alien. We'll talk a little bit about the actor that played the Predator in a bit, because he was actually pretty impressive too, he was in a couple other movies, well one other movie that I know well. But uh, right now we're watching them go in to handle this the hostage village. situation. Yeah. As you yeah. see, Mac whistle the guy over, and it's a knife to the neck. Knife. Okay, he got to know anatomy. You feel me? He yeah. knew to stab him in the neck. You know. Yeah. Somewhere you gotta... where it wouldn't give him time to signal other or even use his walkie-talkie. So the stab in the neck is pretty uh, on point there. So we got Arnold Schwarzenegger playing Dutch here coming up. Yes. So all the other guys used very stealthy, very um, just stick and move methods to yeah. to advance. Arnold's just gonna go and cut the yes. uh, cut the line that's holding this truck. Yeah. And then it's like they're they're seeping through the bushes that slowly they creep in yeah. on the outskirts and you know subdue their opponents, their enemies quietly. Uh, Arnold's like pouring this gasoline down or something down down the hill about to blow up everything. It looks like right. right? <laughs> he loaded up that truck with a with a pack of C four and then just deadlifted it off oh. the blocks, which is actually not that Deadlift. heavy to lift the back of a truck up like that because it's just pretty much a trailer hitch. But deadlift. you see him detonate the oh. C four. Hey, that's at least oh. a four hundred pound deadlift, though, bro. Looks like Dutch created a little a little Dutch oven. I, I will say this: the deadlift is definitely on the list of predator workouts, bro. Yeah, I don't know any workout regimen that doesn't do a deadlift. Yeah, even yoga, even yoga, deadlift a little bit. You, you can't have man. a can't have an '80s action film without the the guy, the stuntman on fire, springboarding, front flipping. You know what I mean? Like the explosion, and a, and a twirl. Yeah, yeah. So shit's hitting the fan now. They're it's a lot of gunplay. We're seeing gunplay. Here comes Jesse Ventura with his butthole on his chin and this big fucking minigun. Yes, dude. You gotta be able to carry that thing. That's an awkward carry, too. You know. You're talking about a lot the, of are you talking about the butthole on his chin? Is it awkward to carry or the minigun? Both, you know. Quite quite, quite uh, amazingly, it's probably easier for him to carry the actual minigun as opposed to the butthole because it probably weighs on him psycholo- psychologically, so... Uh, it's probably easier for him to just shoot that gun as opposed to walk around with that 
crater on his chain. Oh, I'm just playing, dude. I'm so messed up for that one. I feel no. bad because I didn't mean it. <laughs> have you ever, have you ever thought that was a like desired feature to have? You ever want that like strong chin with just that that butthole chin, I, the big I dot could, on the See, center? that's the thing. I think it's royal. I think it's like you're lucky if you got it. Like if you got it, but I can never ask for it because it's like if you don't got it and you ask for it, it's different. I'm like, you either get it or you don't. And if you got it, you're lucky. I heard your royalty. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? There's only like 20 people who have it. Interesting. I'll tell Fake you, news. Does, <laughs> I'll tell you, it doesn't have a butthole on his chin. Is a good old Dutch played by Arnold Schwarzenegger right now. Who's got a butt down. chin? I thought he has a butt chin. Arnold? Does he have the butt chin too? I don't know. Maybe I was thinking of a caricature. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if it's. Oh, there's the front flip on fire again. Front flip on fire, been, typical. There's already Love been three it. front flip on fires. We're just going for a. a oh, there we go. Oh, there was like four in a row right there. Ooh. Just. You <laughs> got four front Ooh. flips on fire. Boom. He's shooting everything up, dude. Sonny like Lanahan. Can I call him the Indian guy? I can call him Indian, right? You can call him whatever you want, man. I'm not the one saying That's it. That's right, dude. So we got the Indian guy, we got butthole chin, we got uh, we got Arnold with the flat top. What about a good old-fashioned flat top, man? You got the nice, long, curly Samoan locks. Oh, there we go. Arnold yeah. with the famous stick around. Throws a knife in a guy's stick chest around. and says, stick around. You got to have a comedic relief if you're just mercilessly yeah. gunning down people. Yeah, every now and then you got to come up for air, you know, just a little bit laugh. So, yeah, what about what about a good old fashioned flat top, man? Arnold always had that that just iconic flat top. You always remember just 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 the square, like the rest of your head is a rectangle. You got a butthole chin and then the top of your head goes up to a rectangle. Yeah. Well, he had probably had to do all the movies when he's in his peak shape. Like, hey, while I'm over here on set one, I might as well do this and then go over there to Terminator 2, set two. But uh, I will say this. They at least give him props. Like, they just showed Arnold and his unit take out a whole village by themselves. So they're obviously saying, you know, you train well, you eat well, you know, you take care of yourselves, you can do well. But watch what happens when they encounter this predator, man. I'm sorry if I'm ruining it, but I already, I already watched it in. If you haven't watched it, then it's not a spoiler alert. You need to have watched it already. Yeah. <laughs> but but they're about to get the surprise of their lives. Because they weren't ready for the, the, the predator that's about to come, man. I don't know why. It's just hitting me. It's like coming clear to me right now. I'm like, wow. Okay. Right. They just All did the- this scene to show them how strong they are. <laughs> well, what's... what's uh? What's crazy is when they released this, actually, they, they didn't give away too much as to what the the story or the the actual like creature of the film or what they were facing people that went in and saw this movie just thought it was going to be you know your your basic shoot 'em up action film and then they saw the first couple scenes you see these and these you see these first couple scenes you see arnold carl weathers and everybody running around shooting people supposedly saving hostages in south america but really they're on a um, just a seek and destroy mission to to kill some rebels or something like that in South America. Either way. Anyway, so people who watched this just thought it was going to be just a general 
good old fashioned commando style movie, which were really big in the eighties, right? Remember all the fucking army movies and just guns and shooting? Just all that shit in the eighties, just really big. I yeah. remember being in like KB well, Toy Stores. To have that surprise though, when it turns like it's like oh, when it takes a nice little turn, and you're like oh wow, like you can't yeah. get that new that new twist again, that new feel. <laughs> yeah. Well, it became a completely different movie at that point. You know, that's what kept people on the edge of the she- seats, and that's what yep. that's what made this movie one of the most uh, iconic, memorable action films of all time. I remember the first time I saw it, I was hanging out with my older brother, and I didn't know what it was at all. I didn't know what the Predator was. My brother had to explain it to me. Oh, it's it's a big fucking alien. <laughs> yeah, he eats good too. Like you know, you can tell the big ass mouth, dude. Like that's one thing. His nutrition was on point, guaranteed. The big mandible. He didn't have to eat once, dude. Bite somebody's head off with that jaw. Yeah. Here's our first actual glimpse of. Uh, well, not our first, but here's our. I think our second glimpse of the fact that they're being watched by somebody under heat vision, right? Because we saw a little bit of it earlier, but now it's becoming a little more prominent. Oh, big word, dog. So, so now they got to figure <laughs> out how to uh, how to get back as in, uh, Arnold interacts with Sonny, Sonny Landham. Yeah, so right here, I think that what they're portraying is just a couple of uh, um, lightweight uh, dichotomies, a way to split up the audience. And they're getting watched by this predator, but there, but there's a couple of not power struggles, but like uh, philosophy struggles. Like, you know, we got to do this, and then somebody's like, "No, shouldn't we do this?" And then Arnold has to take control. So that shows a sign of weakness too. They're a little bit scrambled right now, you know. So you got to stay ready. Don't ever let your guard down. That's that's what I see right now. Because there's a little bit of questioning the authority going on. Somebody's going crazy because he can't hack it in this hot jungle, you know. That one guy right there. What's his name? The one from uh, the one from don't be, uh, from Minnesota Society where he's like, you know, you messed up, right? You oh. know you messed up. <laughs> You're talking <laughs> yeah. about Bill Duke, the guy who plays Mac. Dude, yeah, Mac, dude. He's like, he's going crazy, man. You don't need that. Not right here. It's the giant scorpion scene where he uh, has Dylan turn around and very calm about it. Turn around. <laughs> this is where he where predator actually records billy's laugh and uses it later because of the joke make sure you get your iphone out too family that's that's uh, that's good you got to record stuff that's what the predator did it's actually how i laugh right there the the modded predator version you see that you got time to laugh you got time for a bloodbath bro that's not right (laughs) i wouldn't like oh you're, you're so you're so happy Right now, because we're sitting in our homes with our families, you're so happy. Okay. Get, so, I was like, give focus. Give focus, you little engine that could, bro. So, Sonny Landham, they had to use a lot of camera angles for this guy, because he was probably next to Jesse Ventura, the tallest, biggest guy on, on the screen, and you can't have... I don't think you can have a, as many people like overshadowing Arnold and, and making him look small in the movie, so... You never really see them side by side or standing next together because Arnold's probably about a hair under 5'11". Arnold's probably about 5'10". 
So he's not a he's no. not a tall dude. He's 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 big. You know, at his Olympia size, he was like two forty three. But Sonny Landingham, big native. Here's just go and everybody would know him probably from Dirty Harry films if you watch Dirty Harry films or some other things. But uh, do yourself a favor and and pop Sonny Landingham into the Google search engine and check out the guy. He's he's a um, He's a pretty scary looking dude in regard to uh, the fact that they actually had to have a security guard follow him around on the set of Predator um, because they were afraid that he was going to start some shit with people that he didn't like, including directors and producers. So he was known for his temper. But talked a little bit earlier about how Sonny Landaham had an interesting filmography um, he's got a lot of action films, right? He was in Action Jackson with uh, Carl Weathers, obviously Predator. He was in Miami Vice. He was in a movie called Firewalker. All the way down through the eighties, he's got a he's got a pretty good little filmography. He was in Forty Eight Hours. Uh, he was in Poltergeist. Remember him in Poltergeist? He was one of the pool workers. Oh yeah, yeah, in Poltergeist, right? right? You gotta have a Native American if you if you got a horror film about um, a haunted house on over Indian burial ground. Yeah, yeah over an Indian burial ground. <laughs> so you gotta have a Native American. But um, when we I'm get glad into he the, got out of the pool cleaning service and got into this uh, military gig, you know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. <laughs> <laughs> Dang, bro, sounds just like a. When we get into uh, when we get into the seventies, we we enter a little bit of a different uh, filmography, or or let's call it a different range of films here. Uh, let's go with nineteen seventy six. He started in a movie called Slippery When Wet. Nineteen seventy six. He also did another ditty called The Honey Cup. Uh, nineteen seventy six. He did Virgin Snow. Uh, Illusions of Love. Nineteen seventy five. Uh, Abigail Leslie is back in town 1975 Big Abner 1975 The Passions of Carol 1975 The Big Con The Defiance of Good The Private Afternoons of Pamela Mann That sounds That's an exciting title Right I'm gonna I think this episode should be called The Private Afternoons Of Hector Oliveira There you go Cheese The Love Bus he was also in Happy Days in 74, Come Fly With Us. But yeah, he starred in a few adult films. So I got a cool little game for us to play as we watch the uh, our favorite mercenaries from Predator right now kind of settle in and uh, work their way back to their extraction point. Just a little update in the movie. I think we're sitting at about 37 minutes, 6, 7, 8, 9 seconds in. And they just... Um, murdered everybody at that uh, military stronghold and now they're working their way back to their extraction point but they got something hunting them down so that's where we're at right now but uh, I got a game for you while we watch this say say it's going to be called um, Sunny in a Porn or Sunny in a Normal Movie right so what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you a, a, a name of a character he played and I want you to answer if it's Sonny in a porn, like if it's a if he played a porn, if this is him acting in a porn based off of the name of the character, or if it's just Sonny in a regular old movie. 
based off of the name. All right, you ready? Okay, the first name is Chief Bear. Is that Sonny in a porn or Sonny in a regular movie? <laughs> Chief Bear. Regular movie. Yeah, it's Sonny in a... The movie was called Mental Scars in 2009. Good job. All right, here we go. Probably for the Predator, too. Yeah, that's a... Uh... Here we go. Let's let's make it a little more difficult here. All right. Pepe. He played a character named Pepe. Is that Sonny in a porn or Sonny in a regular movie? We'll go porn. <laughs> That's um, Three Days to Kill. It's a TV movie. So about as far away Dang. from a fucking porn as you can get. I feel like it's one name. <laughs> just pepe in a P- tv oh, that's, movie. A, that's, a, that's actually a good indicator that's probably a regular character you know? yeah so as we watch the scene actually we'll get back to our game but let's take a little break to watch the scene um as they're going toward their extraction point they start to peel off some clothing get the guns out and like i said this is a tale of two films where half of the movie they're all ripped and shredded but the other half when they bring in the actual costume predator and Arnold has his fight scene at the end. He's definitely not as shredded and he's, he's a little bit smaller at the end of this movie when he fights the predator. It's the famous, uh, bicep flex AK 47. That's how it is, dude. You know, freedom is tough, man. You never know. You just gotta be grateful, uh, that you're where you're at unless you're, cause there's somebody out there laying in a ditch uh, you know, for seven days on three days food ration, you know, just waiting for one thing to happen so that they could make their mission accomplished, uh, you know, mm-hmm. i.e. wait for the enemy to get there or move, or yeah. at least in this case, you know, fight the predator, dude, alien invasion. You know, what? When, when, when you're in the jungle that long, though, there's no way you can maintain that 240-pound physique, dude. You got to be meal prepping. You got to have two people carry your meal prep packs out there. That's right, dude. Especially you need to bring up dumbbells to the fight. That's all I know. Arnold. Classic musical score here. I'm just going to be singing that musical score when I'm just doing shit around the house. Make it seem a little more intense than what it should be. All right, let's get back to Sonny in a porn or Sonny in a regular movie. Here we go. Uh, let's go with um, football player. Is that Sonny in a porn? He's Sonny a, a, in a regular, regular movie. movie. Yeah, actually, yeah, you're right. It's uh, BJ and the Bear. It's a TV series from yeah. 1981. Jeez, dude. All right, here we go. Everything, everything uh, has to do with a bear with him. Little bear, big bear, barefoot. Right. Just a chief bear. Yeah, we're not race, racial profiling at all. All right, here Why we go. Why would you? It's Hollywood. <laughs> Why would you? It's Hollywood, right? All right, let's go. Um, Huntington Van Huff. Is that Sonny in a porn or Sonny in a regular old movie? I'm going to go with porn. Yeah, ding, ding, ding. That was... Uh, the switch or how, how to alter your ego, hunting new nice. Van Huff, correct, doing pretty good, man. Thanks, dude. All right, here we go. Let's go with 
Kurt Reynolds. <laughs> oh man, dude, I'm gonna go with porn again. Yeah, that is Sony in a porn. Kurt Reynolds, which uh, I think I'm gonna save change my Instagram handle to Kurt Reynolds. <laughs> That's pretty good, actually. Uh, so actually, when we're watching these uh, these predator camouflage scenes now to catch everybody up, we are now at about. 4220, 4221. So we just saw the first predator uh, murder scene, right? I think he just took out good old um, Shane Black, otherwise known as Hawkins in this movie. Uh, when we watch the, the predator scene here where he's camouflaged, we have to remember that's Jean Claude Van Tam in, uh, in that predator suit. The camouflage suit. No, that's not, dude. Yeah, it's Van Damme. So it was. It was I heard, first... he, I heard he. I heard he didn't do it though. But I know you said he, he didn't do it because it was too hot or something or dangerous. But I yeah, he didn't finish filming. Reason... But they did use. They did use some of his uh, some of his scenes that he filmed with the. I thought he said camouflage suit because he he wasn't able to uh, show his butt. Or yeah, he didn't want to do the so. movie. He didn't want to complete the whole thing, but they were <laughs> able to use the scenes that he did uh, film. So one of those scenes was that one, and you could actually see as he's walking into the jungle with the dead body with good old Hawkins. But he couldn't you imagine the predator doing him. a split from branch to branch, though? Like, <laughs> that would be the thing. He's just laughing at it. <laughs> good old fashioned or that good old scene um, from that movie Cyborg when he's doing the splits above have you seen that movie Cyborg Van Damme yeah yeah Dolph Lundgren classic yeah he's, he's got no that's Universal Soldier that you're thinking of Cyborg is oh, completely oh, oh, different Cyborg is just Van Damme that's right completely that's right. different deal but Predator was still with both of them though without question not Danny Glover, though. We established that in our first episode. Danny Ooh. Glover is the... Uh, Ooh, but you know who would, though? Predator's mom, which is Alien from Aliens. Who <laughs> Sigourney, <laughs> Sigourney Weaver actually did. Yes, yeah, so they... Um, the story behind the Predator suit is they were filming with that red... If you want to call it a green screen suit or a red... They red screen suit. So they wrapped a Van Damme in like this red clothing and made him do all of the murder scenes the camouflage murder scenes with it on and um when they finally got the prop or the actual creature the puppet it was so underwhelming that they decided to stop production because they were like this is not cool we can't have all these fucking huge dudes with guns get their asses kicked by this little puppet that looks like something out of jim henson's workshop <laughs> really yeah so they stopped production and they they took a little bit of a, a break and they called in a guy named stan winston to design the new suit and the new suit came with uh the actor kevin peter hall who did a movie called harry the hendersons remember that one yeah is that so, the same suit? <laughs> so he was, the, he was the Sasquatch on Harry and the Hendersons. Are you saying the Predator suit is the same suit as the Sasquatch? It's just a different uh, <laughs> hair. 
How fucking funny would this? This would be a completely different movie if they're getting their asses kicked by fucking the the Harry and the Hendersons Bigfoot guy. <laughs> oh, dude, that would be a sick one, though. It's a completely a different movie, movie if Harry is out here just whooping all their asses to yeah. get him beat up by a Sasquatch. We gotta somehow make a... We gotta somehow edit this movie to put Harry scenes in here where Harry's doing the murders instead of the Predator. <laughs> it's a completely different movie at that point. Yeah. But so let's talk a little bit about Kevin Peter Hall. Did you do any any research on this guy? He's seven foot three, ballet dancer. Your thoughts. Go. Who in the hell is Kevin Peter Hall? He played the Predator. Kevin Peter Hall was the the one that the uh the guy who designed the suit, Stan Winston, put together the suit and then called in Kevin Peter Hall because they didn't want this little animatronic, little bug-looking thing killing all these badasses. They needed a big, like massive, scary-looking. Well, well, that 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 just that just brightens my day. You have to. I was just taken back because you said seven foot ballet. It makes perfect sense. That's why he's literally running circles, or I should say, pirouetting around these special forces guys. That's flexibility. And I think flexibility is strength. He can hop from tree to tree, you know. So this guy right here is definitely something, uh, some someone I was going to keep my eye on for training purposes. So when you mentioned that, I was like, who the hell is he? Because I never heard of no seven-foot ballet dancer. Yeah, I got to see that. That's like Shaq, light Kevin on his feet. Kevin Peter Hall, yep. Exactly. He um, passed away in 1991, though, so he wasn't able to do any of the newer Predator movies. Yeah. But seven foot three, ballet, athletic. He was uh, obviously in uh, the entertainment business. But you got to see, kind of see it for what it is, right? So you have you have Van Damme saying no to the part, and you have this this seven foot three ballet dancer saying, "Hell yeah, I'll do it." And I think it's just a different level of, I guess, mental toughness to be able to put on that suit to be able to perform and act and be in the jungle at seven foot three, like dude, that's a different level of, of mental toughness in my, in, in my humble opinion. Yep. And we just fucking chit chatted all the way through the death of Blaine, dude. Jesse Ventura got his chest know, busted dude. wide open by the predator. I just, I just watched that right now. Oh, well, that's how it goes. You have all that muscle. Predator you said, I shoot hustle. you in your chest. I wet ya. That's right. I'm dancing in the trees, bro. Ballet. <laughs> I'm dancing on you guys. It's it's funny watching the special features thing because you get all those behind the scenes story. But whenever they were designing the Predator suit, they said a uh, Rastafarian warrior. And uh, I don't know much about the... Uh, Jamaican culture, but I know for sure Rastafarian are more um, shaman people, which are aren't warriors. So there's no such thing as a Rastafarian warrior. They said we wanted to I'm make gonna, a Rastafarian. I'm going to leave that one alone, but I think I know what they're talking about because it looks like he has dreadlocks. Like everybody knew that <laughs> right? this guy had, had dreads, alien dreads. Bro. Well, the, um, the person who designed the suit, obviously a smart guy, worked on tons of different movies and 
um, knew what he wanted. He probably wanted a combination of a, a Rastafarian and a warrior. But the way he put it just made it sound so like it just doesn't doesn't age well, especially in, yeah. in today's especially in today's political climate. You do not want to say something like Rastafarian warrior. That's that's downright offensive, my friend. Yeah, man. That's hate speech. Mm-hmm. That's hate speech. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, you could you could definitely draw the uh, the lines of similarity between predator and and um, people of cultures in which don the beautiful uh, hairstyle of the dreadlock. Yeah, that's actually fucking commitment, dude. That's another level of fitness to be committed enough to have dreadlocks. Would you do dreadlocks? Is that something you would do? I don't know. I don't know about that. I, I mean, it just seems like more work. I just let them hang naturally. If they lock up, that's on them. If they lock up, though, I'll probably cut my hair. Did you cut them? Do you comb them out if they do lock up? Or you just leave them well, alone? Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. It just shows the amount of patience that the predator has. So I'm just looking at it from a fitness <laughs> standpoint. Who is the fittest? Who is the fittest to survive? And right now, predator, he ain't even worried about a haircut, you know? He ain't worried about all that. He's worried about his prey. <laughs> and he's stalking his prey. Worried about one by one. They're falling short. And look at they're they're shook right now. Arnold Schwarzenegger's asking his platoon some questions like, Who did this? What are we facing? I have six people here, seven people I don't know. Nobody has any answers. And they're just kinda they're scared, bro. <laughs> That's when Max says, I think he was Jamaican. I saw his dreadlocks. Must have been a Rastafarian warrior. That's what he said. Speaking of level of fitness, uh, do you know how the the Rastafarian? So this when when I was in Jamaica a long time ago, one of the tour guides there was explaining to me how they initiate Rastafarian or how they how they are picked or I guess and not initiated but how they prove their pureness as a Rastafarian because they're like I said they're shamans they're priests. It's more of a a, a, a spiritual thing than it is a. Um, a, I guess a, a street cred or a status thing out there. So it's, it's a little bit different for those of you that don't know. For those of you that do and do know more, don't hesitate to send me an email at talkingsomemuscle at gmail.com. Yeah, I thought you were going to let me guess. I thought you were going to let me guess. <laughs> S-O-M-E at gmail. Shoot me an email. Let me know what's up. But um, so he said the the way. All right. Well, uh, guess. Guess what? How, how do you think they how do you think they choose or select their Rastafarian priest warriors or how they earn their priesthood basically they're warriors now they got me fucking saying that shit dang, bro, dang. <laughs> okay say, how do they achieve their rastafarian priesthood you gotta you gotta smoke their dreadlock and then based on how you get that's you have to get a certain level of highness it's either that or Fuck, can they hide a whole tie stick in their dread with no one finding that's it <laughs> if uh if what we said before that wasn't already offensive, then that might put us over oh, the... Uh... Man, I just realized. <laughs> Did you just say they smoked a dreadlock? <laughs> what the fuck? My bad. Disrespect. Oh, man. No, no, no. no, no. We're not in Jamaica, fucker. Just don't ever go to Jamaica, because then uh, you might have some explaining to do. Right. So uh, the way they, the way they okay, actually but... earn their priesthood is they get a coconut, right? And they... 
they fill up the coconut with um, a shit ton. I'm talking about a whole bunch. I'm talking about a whole, whole bunch of weed. So a coconut. Picture a coconut hollowed out. Right? They get a coconut, saw it in half, hollow it out, and fill it up. Pack it. Pack it like a bowl. Like an actual bowl. Just pack it. Tons of weed. Whatever you want. Just a whole pile of weed packed into a coconut. And then they have holes drilled around the coconut. Oh, wait. So it does have something to do with weed. Yeah. Well, Rastafarian are supposed to be the only ones that can smoke openly and legally in Jamaica. Because I I believe, or I'm led to believe, that uh, marijuana is still not legal in Jamaica, believe it or not. A lot of us think it is very, or it's legal, it's very free out there, but it's not. It's still, or at least the last time I was there, it was still uh, illegal. So uh, they sit in a circle, and they pass this coconut bowl around the circle, and each of them has their own little mouthpiece to put the uh their mouthpiece into the the holes that they bore out and they got to smoke so the the new i guess the up and coming or the the rastafarian uh rookie or i guess it's tryout or whatever you want to call them they're all sitting in a circle and they have to smoke the whole fucking thing down without passing out or without um coughing I don't think they. I don't think they have to worry about passing out. Those guys are professional weed smokers, but um, they have to do it without coughing. Basically, if you cough, your your soul is impure. Do you think you could hang with a with a Rastafarian initiation ceremony? I mean, no. <laughs> it sounds like a whole bowl of coughing. <laughs> think about that, man. Think about smoking through. Like, I believe it's. Maybe it's just five total people. Think about sharing a blunt between five people. That still gets you a little high, right? That still gets you. I'm just too, saying. Right? I, I don't want to be disrespectful because I was sitting there like, yeah, I could do that, but do you have to pay for me? <laughs> I mean, I'm just thinking like, yo, we just saying, are we saying some offensive stuff or not? Because I'm just like, <laughs> no, no, no. This is what. <laughs> hey, so this this fucking shit doesn't come from me, man. This isn't my fucking story that I sat on while I was in the bathroom thinking of just weird shit to say while we watch the predator one of my favorite movies of all time as billy contemplates death right here holding his ak-47 oh no he doesn't have an ak he has a pump action rifle anyway i bet it was a tomahawk yeah looks like he has that pump action um it's an m60 or m uh, wait what's that an m yeah m60 m60 i don't know anyway Obviously, we know everything there is to know about fucking firearms. Um, So, this isn't my story. I didn't make this shit up. A person from Jamaica, so he's either blowing smoke up my ass, which, all pun intended. So, he's either blowing smoke up my ass, or this is actually what goes down. So, like I said, it's not my story. I'm, I'm not saying it to be offended. I'm just repeating what was told to me by a tour guide in Jamaica, man. Yeah, no, I feel bad because what I'm saying is when you furthered uh, your story, it kind of cleared me because I was like trying to crack a joke and went bad, horribly wrong. And then you're like, no, they actually do use weed to define. I was like, thank goodness I'm not that crazy. (laughs) (laughs) But wait a minute. Let's rewind back to where you said that you you could uh, you could hang with them. So you could smoke that whole coconut bowl of weed with them and be okay. (laughs) <laughs> I'm just picturing a coconut like I seen a coconut get split 
Because like, well, I seen it half a coconut. I was like, okay, so do they take the meat out? I mean, if they left it in there, you could at least stuff that whole thing and then just pass around. So you don't, you don't even. It doesn't matter how much weed you put in there. It matters how you hit it. So if you have a little nug and you hit it hard as hell, you can cough. But, or if you have a whole fat boy, you can just be like, a little tiny head and be like, I'm good. Nope, no cough here, bro. You know? <laughs> so, I'm just saying. But when you cheat the system, what do you really do? You cheat yourself, all right? There's no freaking shortcuts, all right? Because it's exactly it. If it was the, if it was a regular, if a shortcut was so good, it'd be the regular route, bro. It's just a watered down version of, you know, the desired result. So if you want to be a shaman or Rastafari, you better rip that thing hard, bro. Yeah. And don't cough. Don't cough at all. So I got the- <laughs> Yo, that was perfect timing with with uh, Max. Fucking Max line. Just <laughs> Billy laughing. So this scene where he kills the pig reminds me of um, Tropic Thunder whenever Ben Stiller kills that panda bear in the in the night. <laughs> Do you remember that? Have you seen Tropic Thunder? Uh, no, cool. Yeah, that, that is funny. It does remind me. I think they stole some of those scenes or like kind of concepts from here too. Oh, yeah. But he kills the fucking panda bear in the middle of the night. And <laughs> the next time when he's found by his friends, he's like wearing the panda like skull as like a hood and a cowl, like a cape and a cowl. <laughs> Which is like, it looks cool as fuck. It's like he killed, but then you're like, he killed a panda bear, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's like something oh, so well. cute. Yeah, man. I got a little bit of the audio on from these next couple parts. That's what's so they've already had a lot of contact with the predator now. They're trying to figure out the enemy. You got all these skilled special ops, special forces going mano a mano with the predator. And Arnold's flat top keeps getting flatter. Muscles yeah. keep getting keep smaller. Let's get flat tops, dude. You want to fucking rock some flat tops? I'm down. I'm down, dude. I don't know I'm if my hair can flat, flat top, top anymore. I'm getting no, there, dude. I'm about 30, 34, 35. Yeah. I'll be 35 in September. I don't know if my hair can flat top anymore. Once your testosterone levels drop, bro, it's over for your flat top. You can't do flat it. Top. It's like your hair. It's like a dorsal fin on a Shamu, bro. Just Makes sense. You know? You gotta get the you gotta get the proper supplements. Get your flat top back. Makes sense. Makes sense. So I think Dylan is probably the next to go here. Let's talk about the um, the character Anna, the girl played by Elpidia Carrillo. Let's talk a little bit about her. So she's the only female in this whole movie. So. If you're watching this movie and then you're just pretty much in it for the action at this point, you've not seen an egregious amount of TNA. So if you love uh, gratuitous TNA in your action films, much like I do, then um, TNA is in your DNA, bro. Yeah, then then you're you're not going to get that aspect of your cinematic pleasure fulfilled. Um, but I don't even like the word TNA, bro. You know, first of all, the yeah. The, so you know. Well, what's so, I mean, explain to me action, what? But I'm, I would, what's what's your what uh, what's what's your qualm with TNA? 
because I call it gratuitous. And people that are, are definitely looking for it and searching for, for TNA in their film um, are definitely leaving out a lot of the best aspects of a good female performer. <laughs> so explain to me what uh, what your hang-up is with the phrase TNA, because I think it's definitely not an intelligent thing to bring up, and it's not anything you want to use <laughs> on a wide variety or wide basis, but it fucking exists. So tell me, what's your hang-up? I don't know, man. Like I feel very judgmental. Uh, it's okay. Uh, so, you can judge. It's a podcast. You know, it's just, Bring it's it. It's just like, okay, I have to stay positive and say we have words to define, to define, and that's a very specific definition. So that's good. When you find a word that really describes in one word an exact thing, then I think that's the positive, all right? But if you're using the word TNA, in a conversation and you're not on stage and as a comedian or if you're using it in a real context i'm just like oh gosh dude like it's like you're almost like a connoisseur at that point like i know it's like it's like a what whole level i don't even i just don't like to use the word it's like you could use a better word than that i just tna like what i, I mean I, I don't even like using the word tnt for dynamite you know tnt it's just it's just it just bugs me i don't know how to explain it i'm not even judging i'm like i get it bro but like well, I'll just say it. I'll tell you what a lot what what this what TNA uh, this movie has a lot of is total nonstop action is what it has a lot of. Oh, you're so you guys you got me, dude. <laughs> <laughs> it's just total nonstop action, left and right. Okay, I like that one. Yeah, hold on, you know, you changed my mind. You changed my mind. I know. I know movies with TNA, and this is the best. <laughs> oh yeah, TNA all over the screen here. Gosh, dude, are you kidding me? Uh, but for real though they needed to get some like um, you know how they they remade oh this scene right here where where Dylan bites it no where where Mac just shaves his face so hard it just like snaps the razor I did that I wonder how much money they had to pay him like boom snap it make you bleed (laughs) I did that uh, I did that one time when my wife came out of the shower, I had the razor pressed against my face, and uh, she was applying. We tried it. That's okay. <laughs> she was applying lotion to her uh, to her legs, and I just stopped in oh. mid shave and just broke it. It was a Mach three though, so the, they pop off. the The heads of the razors pop off. I but, never had um, Mach three back then, but all right. Let's let's say let's 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 play a little game here. Let's say you know how they remade Ghostbusters and casted it with nothing but females let's say they remake the predator and we get all a female cast let's let's cast it right now all female cast of uh the predator remake how would you cast it what would you do who would be your arnold we started with the predator starting with the uh, arnold china <laughs> you can't man china passed away on us she's no longer here oh man i'm sorry dude I feel bad now. You're right. <laughs> you know who also passed away is uh, uh sunny landaham He's he passed away back in 20, 2017. He's one of he's actually one of my favorite characters. There was actually a big miss with that guy. If uh, if they made an X Men movie in the early or in the late eighties, early nineties, I would pick him as my Wolverine. But he's like six three. He'd be a great Wolverine though. Look at him, right? He'd be a great Wolverine. Sunny Landham, but he's like six three. So I mean, I don't know, dude. Wolverine's white and short, bro. 
Yeah, he's supposed to be like five six, but um, Hugh Jackman is about six foot six one, so they kind of dropped the ball on that. Mm-hmm. But you can't really think of Wolverine yeah. in a movie without thinking of Hugh Jackman, so so there's that. Yeah, yeah, he looked out on that one. So Arnold could have been could have been Hector, bro. That's you right. kind of remind me of a Wolverine, bro. I ain't gonna lie. I, I fucks with you as Wolverine. If it was be, I'll be blind, Wolverine in the next movie. If it was a blind audition and I and I don't know you or Hugh Jackman and you guys say the parts, I mean, I've seen you get pretty angry. Yeah, I wouldn't want to, you know. <laughs> I'm right there too. I'm about five nine. On a good day. Yeah, bro. On my tippy toes. I know. <laughs> I can see the split hair spiked one on each side. I can neither confirm nor deny that I um, dressed up like him for Halloween on a few occasions. That means you confirmed it. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Poncho got one. Poncho took the broken tree log to the chest. Man, broken tree log, dude. Oh no, Carl, duck and cover, Carl. Apollo Carl, Creed. See something? Oh yeah, here it is, Predator. So that's where Dash we actually out. first see the costume, the full suit. Mm-hmm. We get a full full apparition. Mm-hmm. So I don't know who would you pick to play besides China? I think I would get um you're going to UFC, aren't you? Yeah, I'll pick I'll pick Ronda Rousey to play Arnold. Anybody, Dutch. anybody, anybody <laughs> outside the UFC, outside can't pick anybody in the UFC. Can I pick WWE? All right, I'll compromise. I'll compromise. <laughs> I was gonna oh, say man. I was gonna be more specific. You got to pick only first ladies, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would well, pick. I would um, so I'll just what was pick what was the name of the? You ever watch the show Glee on the name of the oh, principal? Yeah. The name of the principal from Glee. I'd like to see her in Predator. Oh, I don't know. I don't know about what's that. Oh, okay. What's that actress name? Uh, are you talking about the the one who's funny? Yeah, what's her name? I'd love to see her in a Predator film. I don't film. know. I'm bad with names, but uh, she's pretty cool. I know what you're talking about. And then you might as well get the girl from uh, Rocky Three. Or Rocky Four, <laughs> Brigitte a, Nielsen. I think. Yeah. I think all the all the people we've picked so far are either dead or like well into their senior citizen years. <laughs> oh, you mean like right now, like going into New Predator? Yeah. Oh, okay. You gotta go. You gotta go, Angelina Jolie. You know, she could be in there. She's fine. I'm fine with that. Um, and then I don't know who it is, but Wonder Woman. You know, you gotta have a Halle Berry on that thing. So yeah, Wonder Woman. She could be the yeah. Sonny Landaham character. Yes. Okay. Uh, and then you gotta have uh, Nicole Kidman, you know. And uh, and then and you you put your uh, what's that Priyanka Chopra? You might as well have her. I like it. You know. And uh, I can the see that. I can see that she, You know, you give her a comeback role. Just give her a comeback role. Uh, and then. The same girl who they have in Predator 2. I, I like their choice there. Yeah. I would, How many uh, do we need? Enough, man. Just enough. Just enough to piss people off like they 12. like they pissed them off with the uh, with the Ghostbusters. 
You're going to need to pack a few extra because they're going to kill each other before they even get there. I'm telling you. <laughs> and this is one of my favorite lines right here. Out there, past them trees. Next time I'm going to hike with somebody, I'm going to I'm gonna do that. I'm going to pull them aside and say, shh, they get it. out there, past them trees. Pretty creepy. Yeah, Carl Weathers is a few hot minutes away from getting both of his arms blowed off. Mm. You're not supposed to know that. I think as far as um, as far as the Arnold character, I think I would put uh, Cersei, the the gal who played Cersei Lannister on Game of Thrones, in the Arnold role. That'd be cool. I don't know what you're talking about. Though. She was. Uh, have you seen Three Hundred? I don't remember it. She was um, Queen Gorgo in 300. Got to get the names. I need more than that. I need more than that, dude. Is that a regular movie? <laughs> Is that a regular movie? 300. You don't remember seeing 300? <laughs> that was like the worst thing. The 300, this this must have been like a, the 19, late 80s version of 300. Imagine taking your girlfriend to watch this movie and you got Carl Weathers fucking ripped biceps and pecs and abs you got Arnold just looking only as Arnold can look on screen. And you're sitting there with your just pudgy, flabby body, eating, fucking sh- shoveling handfuls of popcorn into your face. Mm, right, next to, <laughs> right next to your girl. And you're jumping and screaming yeah. when the predator jumps out. This is where uh, Mac Shit. gets his head blowed up. Mm, let's go, Mac. I love the lasers. You got to have lasers. You, go. you got to have it's laser like that pointers. three dots. Here it is. Oh! Boom. And another thing, you see how fit the Predator is? He has this, it's like a Fitbit. I don't know what it is, bro. It's, he just keeps track on his wrist. It's like a little, it's a little gun, dude. It's crazy. Technology, you got to have the technology. Fitbits with bombs in them. It's a Fitbit. Yeah. Pretty <laughs> much. Definitely has a countdown device. Uh-huh. That's, that's like got to be Android, actually. Arnold drawn out. Oh, Poncho didn't die. He just got all of his ribs severely broken and maybe a pun- punctured lug. So we got uh, Carl Weathers still alive. So the last people standing are Carl. Uh, so we got Dylan, Billy, Anna, and Dutch. Bodies are dropping. Mm-hmm. Bodies, bodies are hitting the floor. I'm gonna see if I can find. Um, Cersei Lannister for you and show it to you real quick. I'm going to send it over. Why don't you go ahead and fill some time here with some random talk? Well, you know, I just thought this movie also appreciated the fact that, you know, the first person to die uh, is an equal opportunity lender in that it was Jesse Ventura, uh, where most of the movies up to this point had, uh, you know, certain people of certain demographics die first. So I'm not saying that it was driven by any other factor than what was in the script, which was a great script. But I just I just like, it was such a, a heart-ripping moment when Jesse Ventura got taken out. You know what I mean? That was definitely a a heart-ripping moment. <laughs> I see. I see you're, I'm not the only punny one in this room here. <laughs> oh, man. Look at Carl Weathers' face, dude. It's because he's going to get his arm shot off. Shoot him. Bop, bop, bop. 
you gotta have big guns. Sorry about that with your little gun. What's that, an MP5? It's still, it's still shooting, man. He's got the Uzi. Hey, dude, he got that fast twitch muscle. His arm fell off and it was still shooting. Yep. Like, the, that's that's heart. That's dedication. It's going the forearm way, flexors dude. were still firing. Yeah. Yeah. Whoop. Carl Weathers. Yep. Hollow Creator. I thought he was already dead, dude. So this is also one of my favorite, uh, probably one of the best ways to go out. He drops the guns. He being uh, Sonny Landham. Billy, Billy. Get the famous Arnold, Billy. And then uh, takes out his hunting knife. Mm-hmm. And I feel like this is something that Sonny Landham probably would have done in real life. Yeah. Like I imagine him going out exactly like this in real life. Taking out his big buck knife. And slashing. That's more like a fucking machete, dude. What is that? That's my kind of physique right there. I'm trying to get that body right now again. I had. I, I think I get there in like pretty quickly, but it's just like, damn, dude. Look at that. Uh, and it's not even that rip rip. It's just you rip it up, but you ain't ripping enough for the predator. I'll tell you what he's ripping is a fucking slash across his chest with his knife. He ain't even wincing either, dude. <laughs> Pretty strong. Wolf getting cut, dude. So cut. <laughs> you gonna get cut for this movie? Yep. It's cut. Predator's like, save some for me, bro. And then the scream. Oh. <laughs> and then the scream. There goes Billy. I feel like, um,. I feel like if you're going to go out, you're going to want to do it that way. I don't know. What do you think? You see that right there? There's Cersei Lannister. I'd have heard of... Yeah, I'd have, she's good. I'd have, I'd have, I'd have, I'd have her play it. as uh, Arnold right there. Well, she all right. She all right. That's not a real name, though. Why don't I know this performer's real name? Because of Google. This. He's like, just, I just don't care enough. <laughs> so we're having the famous chase scene. Whatever happens to Anna again? Oh, I, I remember what happens to Anna. What happens to Anna? Say, say, do you remember what happens <laughs> to Anna? I think she got picked up by an Uber. <laughs> Get to the Uber. <laughs> Get to so, the Uber. <laughs> so, so that's what happens to Anna. That's the famous fucking line. Get to the chopper. And then Anna just gets to the chopper as the predator chases down Arnold I think I think you could actually Uber helicopter lift in New York I think they had a it was like a $2,000 ride or something is what they were saying but yeah they called it they called it Uber dude five years later the name of the actress is Lena Head Hetty <clears throat> is it Hetty or Hetty <laughs> I'm not sure are you talking about your what's her name? Cersei Lannister. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Cersei. So he falls down. So you gotta be fit to take on some rapids, then fall down a waterfall. Yeah, I don't say I'm really swimming. So as long as you can go with the flow, I think you'll be good here. I mean, swimming is a life-saving skill. I recommend anybody do it. You know, if your children uh, at the YMCA, they used to teach like people who are less than one, one years old. 
to swim, at least turn around on their back, you know? Yeah. That's what he's doing. Look at him. Oh, he is swimming. He is swimming. No, he doesn't know how to swim for shit, dude. Look at that. Well, you got to <laughs> swim with, with uh, your, your clothes on, like your vest, your boots. That's the key. I really can't swim for shit either. Environment change. Environment change. You're on solid ground. Now you're in a waterfall. Now you're in a world of shit. So we are at an hour 18, 14, 15. We're coming upon the face-off between Dutch and who? And the Predator. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> I almost, almost forgot where Anna went to, and I just remembered that famous line. <clears throat> like, what the fuck ever happened to Anna? She's in the chopper. She got to the chopper, dude. She's in the... She's probably like already like back home, man, telling her friends. <laughs> Let's listen in here as uh, as we see dreadlocks reach the surface of the water. What if, what, if a of, what if a puff of smoke just followed him out of the water? Charming, yeah, I hope you like charming too. If they don't, dude, somebody needs to hack this scene or whatever. <laughs> that song I'm in, dude. And I hope you like Jamin too. There's smoke right oh. there. See, look at it. There's smoke across oh. the screen. That Jamin is flowing. Jamin. Everything going to be I remind. Guan now. Guan Guan Me want some team for Jamin, man. Now hear this. <laughs> <laughs> so this is actually a clutch scene, man, because you realize that Arnold has a... And it's luck, you see? You just keep training and training, and luck will come to those who train. Yep. Or you just know you oh. got to roll in the mud sometimes. He's in the mud, dude. He's in the mud. He's a tough mudder, and the predator can't see him. I've actually uh, ran a Tough Mudder where someone dressed up as the Predator. Oh, man. It's fucking How do you hilarious. Do? Well, he wasn't wearing as much gear as he got near the end of the uh, the race, that's for oh. sure. Wannabe Predator. <laughs> right? How long is he going to flex this bicep, dude? Like, you don't have to have your arm there. As long as the camera stays on, you gotta camera. keep that. You gotta keep that bicep flex. Um, can you just flex it? Also I'm considering, cramping like up already. Also considering, this is the second half of the film where uh, they filmed it a lot later, and Arnold wasn't as ripped as he was <laughs> in the beginning. Just, just flexing, flexing the camera. Camera. Boo! Come on, kill me now, kill me! Come on! I wanna stop. I will start flexing my bicep. Kill me now. Yay. Come on. You put the weed in the coconut and smoke it all around. Oh, come <laughs> on. Let me hit it. Let me hit it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Great music. When did you... Uh, do, do you remember your first time watching this movie? Do you remember when you first, first came across it? I was a kid, dude. Mm-hmm. I was... 
I think it was my pops, dude, at the house, like when it came out on VHS or whatever they don't have anymore. I'm gonna make all these little traps right here. He's trapping. Yep. So you gotta learn arts and crafts too, bro. This guy just doesn't train in the gym, <laughs> he trains everywhere. Every arts mind, and body, crap. and soul. He's making himself. Do you even know how to little... build a trap, bro? He's making himself a little <laughs> tunic. Yeah, man. Can't be embarrassed. Underwater basket weaving is a thing. <laughs> Educate. I would like to see a hypothetical situation where Bear Gorillas prepares to face the predator. How he would how he would rig traps and Yeah. Well what I don't get though, and this is where I was like, okay, this is fake. The the predator just <laughs> went somewhere else. Took you the whole time to just to, to Yeah. It took this one moment for you to say, alright, this predator's definitely not real. <laughs> alright, this is fake, because <laughs> the predator doesn't see him now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Billy! Got his... That's a clean spinal rib. Here's, here's what you also notice, right, as the predator uh, rips Billy's spinal vertebral column and skull from his lifeless dead body. So the predator's a... Uh, the predator's a you hunter, right? Politically correct. You don't have to be politically correct. You can call it a spine. Vertebral <laughs> column. Uh, <laughs> predator's a hunter, right? And he he exploded Mac's skull. I guess Mac wasn't a higher ranking or a a, a worthy enough opponent to collect and and save his skull, but he kept Billy's. Why do you think that is? Why do you think he kept Billy's skull over Max? I mean, I think they're it's somehow, you know, they're like kind of one, the same person, I guess. He's a valid, he's like a, he's like a real warrior. I right. guess almost, you know, from the same kind of cloth, but if the cloth wasn't from another planet, I guess. Well, Billy was the first one to notice, remember at the beginning of the movie, that uh, there was something else there. Remember after they raided that village, Billy still had his his uh, wits about him even as they were executing their plan of attack that you know there's something else there like a predator has a little bit of a gut dude he's got a couple of see you gotta have body fat you're gonna be a hunter people don't understand it's comfort baby it's pillow <laughs> you, gotta, you gotta pack your pillow dude pack your blanket I don't need a sleeping bag bag I got a sleep, sleeping blab <laughs> sleeping blubber but then again I, I feel like that's why um that's why Predator lost. He had that extra belly fat, weighed him down in battle. And and you know and that's that's actually why I went back to saying this is actually a real movie because the the Predator I guess would would take a lunch break real quick. Like if he couldn't find arms, <laughs> like, all right, man, then go get some grub real quick, take a little nap eat. or something. So it's time to eat. You know, yeah, it's time to eat. Because where'd he go? He, he just let Arnold do these traps. Like all right. Yeah. Let me go look over here. What do you think, man? You think this movie is Oscar worthy? Uh, yeah. It was I nominated think it's actually for visual. worthy to have to pass like sixth grade or something. You have to watch this movie. <laughs> you want this for to real, be on dude. all on all sixth grade equivalency tests, right? Hey, if they got sex education that early, bro, like you need to. You need to know how to, like, handle alien situations. 
they should just teach this as sex ed. Like, don't mess with. That's what's gonna happen if you try to mess with the opposite sex. So is that is that how you learned how to have sex by watching the Predator? <laughs> don't do it. Get to the chopper. <laughs> Get to the chopper. So this movie grossed 172 million worldwide on a 60 million dollar budget. Mm-hmm. Good. I want to say 40 of that 60 million went to uh, Arnold's training on how to do arts and crafts. <laughs> had a bas- underwater basket weaving. Well, he's good at climbing trees. All right, that's a skill. And that Predator, if you had a Venn diagram of all the skills Predator brought versus all Arnold's platoon, what meets in the middle is what you need to do. And they both climb trees, I'm telling you. Tree so. climbing is the is the game changer. When was yeah. the last time you climbed a tree? I I oh, definitely man, climbed a tree a in the in the past calendar year. When was the last time you climbed a tree? It's probably a helpful skill to have and uh I gotta admit I haven't climbed a tree since I can't even remember, dude. So dang, you'd probably beat me in the jungle right now then. <laughs> get up get up in a tree every now and then. My dad actually um for a while, he had a habit of just climbing up into a tree and taking a nap, just falling asleep in the treetops. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. Not afraid of spiders, not afraid of falling. Ugh. I'm afraid of both, dude. Look at this predator right on Arnold. Oh, he doesn't even see him. Arnold's in a tree. So many, like, little just scenes that stick with you. That one where the uh, predator passes by with his camouflage. You see Arnold looking kind of through it. Tree hugging. <laughs> um, what do you think? You think there's a possibility there's camouflage suits like this that exist this day? Right Absolutely. now? Absolutely. Absolutely. You can YouTube it. Oh, really? There's a couple of ways to accomplish it. I think you're, if you just use... If you just technically, if you just use nanotechnology to record the information that the suit is receiving on the posterior side of the suit and transmits it myofibrically or optically to the oh, front of the gosh. suit and produce, reproduces and refragments the image and creates the illusion that the information that the suit is receiving on the back is actually being produced at the front, it creates the illusion that it's a pass-through. And then you have to redirect the wiring so that way you get a reverse effect so that way the information at the front of the suit is optically transferred to the back. And also top to yeah. bottom, 360 degree recalculating and refractoring of the images that's being received. That's how you accomplish true invisibility invis- suits. Is that about right? I mean, that's that, that, that seems like a, bar, uh, a barbaric, <laughs> no, an archaic way. It seems like a very brute way, a brute way to do it. I think another way, though, is to be able to bend the light around the object. So, like, oh. you have some sort of interference of the waves and then... It just kind of makes you not see what's there, you know. But I think your way is, is happening to this day right now. I think what you described is also something that they've been trying to put in cars. So, like, when you check your blind spot, you turn back. Like, instead of seeing your back seat, you just see the whole road or the car, you know. Mm. Which I thought was pretty good. Mm. But, man, I would shit, I would shit my pants if I, I would shit my pants if I turned around and looked behind me and I didn't see my car and just the road. I know. I know, right? We can't handle the truth. 
I would shit my pants. Yes. Speaking of which, I gotta hand it to the guys in this movie for not doing that, at least not on camera, when they have a predator coming at them. Uh, even so, though Mar- Arnold is in a little bit of mud, you can't tell if he did or not, but uh, when it holds your shit together. I mean, look at this. Look so we're watching, we're watching this fight scene here, and I'm looking at the dreadlocks that the predator is wearing, and that that right there says Jamaican to me. But then when I look at his calves and mm-hmm. thighs, I'm like, this guy's got to be part Samoan for sure. Maybe Samoan, yeah. I actually thought that if there's really just looking at everybody in every movie, the only one who would have a chance is Aquaman. So I think Aquaman could take out the Predator. That makes sense. I mean... He's, in, he's invisible, though. It's, it's hard... You can't hit what you can't say. <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> All right. So, as we talk through this epic battle scene, Arnold covered in mud. That chooses his weapon. It's a rock. Oh no! He gives him the old Iggy. Throws the rock against the wall. Have you ever had to use that in yeah. real life? Like make a noise somewhere else so that way. Ooh, come back to me. Distracted. I think I actually have. I remember heart was pounding, had created diversion. <laughs> <laughs> That's on the bucket list, dude. I want to create a diversion by picking up an object and throwing it somewhere else in the room, so I can make a quick escape. Boom! Direct hit. Arnold's just down to a spear that he um, yeah. furnished, fashioned himself. That's it. And I'm knife. down to my last bit of popcorn. I don't want to have to go get a refill because you know I got an extra large so I could get the free refill. You know what I'm saying? At, yeah, at this but, point, you got you got to dance with the girl you took to prom in regard to popcorn, yeah. man. If you're down to the nitty-gritty, you're, you got to be chewing on fucking popcorn seeds, popcorn kernels at this yeah. point. That's it, dude. She's just sitting there the whole time. <laughs> handful after handful you're not stopping the action is so intense pretty much out of icy at this point so this was um, this was directed by John McTiernan and you're right actually those were his words from his mouth were he wanted to create a he just wanted to make a good old fashioned popcorn movie and he's had a few he made uh he directed Die Hard and Hunt for the Red October and a couple other ones. Edge of Your Cedars. A lot of TNA in those movies. Total nonstop action. Total nonstop action, bro. Man. <laughs> yeah. Arnold looks so scared, but you know what? You gotta have bravery. You gotta have bravery to mm-hmm. fight the predator. I don't know if the Predator showed bravery in this movie at all. But you I think make... he's more cocky than anything. Look at this. Muscle up. Branch breaks. Oh, Boom. Water. See, you got to be able to take a punch, dude. You got to be able to jump and hit, hit yourself and still keep going, you know? I mean, hurt yourself. He jumped into a freaking tree branch, hit yeah. his chest. Dang. But he lost all of his be... camouflage now. Think about that. You're on solid rock. Next thing you know, you're hitting a tree. Next thing you know, you're swimming. So, 
You gotta better be ready to move fast. Uh oh. That sounds a lot like my childhood, dude. Solid rock, yeah. hit a tree, then swimming. Yeah. Look how much bigger the actor that played Predator is than Arnold, dude. It's like fucking not even close. Not even. And he does ballet. Like he's got him like a whole two feet off the ground and he's like right at his head. Yeah, it's crazy. You can see his skull. He's like, I want your skull, man. You got a nice skull, dude. This guy had a um, predator. Just all he wanted was some head. See what happens. Oh, wow. Got to get that joke in. It's nice. Oh, wow. All I wanted was a little head. See, those are Samoan calves, dude. Look at that. And feet. Those are some fucking Samoan feet if I've ever seen them. Yeah. I mean, just because of the... uh, It looks like he has like an ankle. (laughs) Yeah, he's got a little... His his foot's flattening. He's got an ankle monitor. Those are are Samoan feet and calves for sure. He's got is an he angle wearing, monitor. Is he wearing slip-ons? Slip-ons? <laughs> slip-ons. Hammer your slip-up, brother. <laughs> so this is where Ar- Arnold is actually, uh, or Dutch, is seen as a worthy opponent. So the Predator is going to fight him hand-to-hand without the uh, helmet. And we hear the is, famous... that, is that Mono Imano or is that Mono Eliano? Mono Eliano. <laughs> what the hell are you? Oh my gosh, dude. He He looked like he like left his false teeth in the spaceship or something, dude. Like, jeez. Uh, Why would your I'm, mouth uh, even open up like that? I've I've uh I wouldn't be lying I would be lying if I said I didn't uh attempt to hook up with a few girls in the Central Valley that look like the Predator. Oh my gosh. Do tell. How did you overcome it? <laughs> went, went down a lot like what we're watching right now, man. Just trying to yeah. run away. Ah, get the way. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the Predator punches. He's trapped, though. Ooh, he's slapping Punches. Him. This was actually one of those movies, right? You, you watch those movies where the monster or the creature is kept in the dark and kept in in the shadows, but they didn't use the shadows. They used a different type of cloaking, right? Because you're in the jungle and you can't film it all at night. You get bad visuals, right? So yeah. if you're in the jungle, you need to film during the day. So they kept the the scary aspect of the predator alive by putting a different cloaking device on it. But right. And you, you see it happen all the time with horror movies, right? You have a, a monster in the dark or you have the creature in the shadows. But when, then when the creature finally shows itself or the monster shows itself, you're like, that fucking thing looks stupid as hell. Yeah. But the Not predator, thing, yeah, the predator didn't, didn't disappoint. Once you saw it, you're like that, that thing's pretty gnarly looking. I mean, I was a little disappointed in its mouth, but, you know, it's scary enough to make up for it. So I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to question it. Fine. It's just because it looked like added a little age to it. I'm like, dude, how yeah. you got false teeth? But you know what? I ain't going to tell it to its face. Not that face. If I had a uh, if I had a dollar every time 
someone has told me they're disappointed in my mouth. I would have have many dollars, my friend. You would have charged extra? Yeah. It's it's actually one one of my favorite creature movies one of my favorite actual creatures in all mm-hmm. of in all of cinema yeah I just, it's a I mean, it's he, a character right it's not so much a monster as it is, is like a, nope. a character the household character dude it's your it's your neighborhood predator dude like seriously it's your friendly well, not. everybody knows <laughs> it's predator <laughs> yo they should have the sophisticated uh, predator yeah. he could he could host the show dude <laughs> Uh, I think another thing that bothered me was it's like he has a receding hairline as well. Yeah. So. Well, he's got those dreads wrapped in tight, dude. It's easy to get that forehead stretched out. Mm-hmm. If those dreads are wrapped in tight. He mm-hmm. did. He did kind of have the whole Kogan hairdo going on. You know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, dude. Totally, bro. Totally. <laughs> Let me tell you something, brother. I'm coming after you, Arnold. Yeah. I'm bringing all the predatorites with me. Arnold's resting. Arnold's resting. He just jammed that log. He kicked it. He kicked the stick out. So you gotta have leg day again. But he kicked the stick. One of the, set the trap off. One of his booby traps. Booby traps. That's what I said. Yeah. Booby trap. One of his booby traps actually uh-huh. worked. Just smush it. Kill it. So this is where. Um, he uses his Fitbit to destroy the jungle. That's right. And this is where his uh, Arnold's emotions become weak because he didn't kill him. But the Predator, on the other hand, is willing to take out both of them. He doesn't yeah. care. That's crazy. That's a level that you might not want to cross. Let's listen what to the hell are you? <laughs> Let's listen to Sonny Landaham laugh here what's um he's a he's a hold on i gotta track my steps <laughs> what's what's your favorite thing about this movie just in general just a broad question when you think of the predator what's your what's like your going away favorite like image thought uh you know that there's still some sort of understanding here like understanding like yeah. and it's on the premise that there is aliens out there like uh, it's not even a question like you go from questioning if there's aliens to having to fight one but not only having to fight one to understand that this guy's gonna just kill himself and us like he doesn't like he's crazy like you're like on top of this fool being an alien it's a fucking crazy ass alien that's about to murder me so it's just kind of like when I hear the movie Predator, it's just like we can relate because we're like different but the same. Like kind of a movie, kind of a lesson. You know? We yeah. all have primal needs. <laughs> yep. I don't know. That might, I hope that makes sense. Makes all the sense it needs to make whenever we're watching The Predator, my friend. <laughs> How about you, man? What are, what are your thoughts? As far as action movies are concerned, like they just did it the right way. You know what I mean? They did it the right way. They kept the they kept the lights on and still scared you, which is hard to do. And they also delivered on the action side. They delivered on all ends. They created this big monster. 
that was taking people out left and right. Some some heavy hitters, some some trained specialists, trained killers and murderers. I like the fact that they used the jungle as the as the setting for the film. Me too. I, I wanted to say that for some reason. It's like I, when I hear the predator, I love the jungle. It's just like it's a reason to just get wild out and primal and survival of the fittest. You got to be with your team. Uh, oh look, there's the girl. And then like she got to the know, chopper and they came back for her. Yeah, she, <laughs> yeah, they're in the chopper. Just it's pretty heroic, dude. Like you got to kill an alien. Like you can kill an alien with no remorse at this point of the game. Like just yeah. go crazy, bro. Save yourself. Well, if you ever watch, you ever watch Naked and Afraid? Yeah, but uh, that's a whole different. Uh, yeah, I've, I've seen that. If you ever watch, if you ever watch Naked and Afraid, as we get the credits here rolling, if you ever watch Naked and Afraid, you'll see that the times that they go in to take on the jungle, those are the fucking toughest episodes. Those are the ones that no one ever really completes. You gotta be a Billy badass to get out of the. Speaking of Billy, there's Sonny right there. Hey, Sonny, land him. Billy. <laughs> there's that butthole chin, Lane. Jesse Ventura. Lane got slain. Mac was whack. Bill Duke. And Maddie got to the caddy. Maddie got to the caddy. (laughs) Dylan. Dylan, no longer chilling. Dutch. Arnold Arnold did the turnaround. Yeah. Yeah, anytime you watch Naked and Afraid, as we have the credits roll on one of the... One of the best action movies of all, all time, not nominated for an Oscar for the best action movie of all time. Um, hardly anybody gets out of the jungle after 21 days of being out there naked. Think you can do it? Uh, yeah. If I if you if have I had to, to try out for naked and afraid, or if you have to, you know, uh, be out there in the wilderness for extended periods of time, uh, let us give you the Predator program. All right, it's guaranteed. To have you booby trap your way to freedom. And with that said, I feel like now's a good time as any to go ahead and deliver on the How to Catch the Predator workout. Alright, this workout's gonna be for anybody planning on storming Area 51. You may have every good intention on storming Area 51, but you may not really know how to actually catch the Predator if you encounter him. So, Seisei and I have an answer, right, Seisei? That is correct. All right, and the answer is a workout to prepare you for when you actually storm Area 51, and it starts with a warm-up. That warm-up goes like this. Uh, it's a 2.5 to 3.3 mile trail run in the jungle, if you could, in nature. All right, Stacey, what if they don't have a access to a trail or nature? What do you suggest they do? Well, you can always run in place, or if you have a treadmill, but you just want to get that heart rate up, okay? Because you want to warm up, get the body lubricated. You know what I'm saying? Get your mind right. You're about to go into battle. Exactly. And the next part of that warm-up is actually motivated by one of the first death scenes in the movie where Arnold's team stumbles upon the dead bodies strung from the trees. It's uh, something to engage the core and warm up the abs because if you're strung up by your feet, you got to have core strength to be able to lift your body up and untie yourself, free yourself from the binds. So what we're suggesting is a triplet of abs, starting with free-footed sit-ups, so not putting your feet under weights, not anybody holding your feet, you gotta sit up yourself, 
We're gonna go ten. Yep. We're gonna go ten free-footed sit-ups. There's gonna be a theme of ten with all these movements because it's our tenth episode, right? Booyaka! You might so as well. To, so to stay in the theme of ten, we're going ten free-footed sit-ups, followed by ten bicycle kicks, ten each leg. That is. So you got to count to twenty. That's called multiplication. Yes. Elbow we, to knee, elbow to ground, elbow to knee, elbow to ground. Twenty taps total. Boom. And then ten high plank to low plank transitions. It's going to work the shoulders and the core. What you do is you start with an elbow yes. plank and you push yourself up to a high plank, then go back down to elbow plank and push yourself back up to high plank. All right, Stacey, go ahead and let them know what the last thing on the how to catch the predator warm-up is. Pretty so much some body weight squats. All right, if you have a partner, you can have them put, push down on your shoulders for a little resistance, but you want to handle that body weight up and down. Get that legs, get those legs juiced up, brother. And how exactly are bodyweight squats going to help you prepare for the insurmountable task of catching the predator? Well, plain and simple, you know, we're in a 3D world, a 3D environment, so you might have to squat underneath some trees and you might have to jump up really quickly. So you don't want that to be the first uh, jump you've ever done in your life. So practice the up and down movement. Plus, you know, it's just good practice, bro. You got to stay practiced. Oh, yeah. I think is, that what, Arnold... is that what we talked about? I think Arnold would listen to that and say, come on, he's not bullshitting you. Come on, don't bullshit me. All right, now to get to the main body of the workout. You know, you got to have a strong posterior chain if you're trying to catch that predator in case you do eventually knock his ass out and you need to lift him up. Predator's not a small guy. Not a That's small pretty alien. Big. Pretty big. It's pretty big. Oh, the predator, I think he's 8 foot 11 or 8 foot 12. 520 pounds of solid muscle and reptilian skin. Boom. So yeah, if you want to take the Predator and strap him to the top of your Prius and drive home with him, you got to be able to at least deadlift 520 pounds. So that's why the body of our workout is going to start with a 10 set by 10 rep, heaviest deadlift you can move. So you're going to pull your heaviest deadlift for 10 reps over 10 sets, followed immediately by bodyweight dips, also a 10 by 10. So we're looking at a 10 round, 10 repetition couplet of your heaviest deadlift followed by bodyweight dips. So it's a couplet. You do your deadlifts first and you go to your bodyweight dips. Then back to deadlifts. No rest, Boom. no stops, no cops. Yeah, no timeouts in the jungle. All right, and what are we gonna finish the workout with? It's, uh, it's time to actually train for the battle, which means we're gonna be doing some high intensity multi-joint movement patterns. Say, say, let them know what the battle's gonna be about. So this is a hard one to simulate, because when you're in battle, anything goes. The best thing you could do is try to simulate battle. So that's why this last set is gonna be an AMRAP. You're gonna be going from one workout, I'm sorry, one exercise to the next, and it's gonna be based off time. And it's like the war zone, so you're just simulating a battle, uh, you want to try to get these exercises going in a chain nonstop. If you have to rest, maybe, you know what I'm saying, hide behind a tree, do it after you do one round, in between the rounds, if anything, not in between the exercises. You go one exercise to the next. And AMRAP, AMRAP, it wouldn't be a good uh, kind of boot camp without an acronym. It's as many rounds as possible. And the movements you're going to be using to train for the battle are as follows, 10 burpees, because if the predator shoots at you or swipes at you with his claws, you're going to need to be able mm -hmm. to hit the deck and pop back up as fast as possible. So 10 burpees. That's right, burpees. I love burpees because it's the epitome of getting knocked down and getting back up. That's right. And if you're trying to catch the predator, chances are he's going to knock your ass down several times. That is correct, sir. 10 pull-ups. 
Now, in the off-hand chance that you might need to get to the chopper, there's a good chance that chopper might be already be taken off. So, in that situation, you gotta be able to jump, hang onto the bottom of that helicopter leg, and pull yourself up into that helicopter bay, otherwise your ass is gonna be another victim of the predator. So, in the spirit of duck, dip, diving, and dodging, you gotta be able to do a pull-up. So we're gonna do 10 pull-ups, any style, any fashion. I don't think any pull-ups are fake, and I don't think any titties are fake. So there you go. Mm. Living in a dreamland, I love it. But yeah, anything to get you up over that mountain so you can get back on that platform and fight, that's that pull-up that you need. So 10, 10, and then the last one, heavy ball slams. If you remember that Arnold had that rock and he lifted it over his head and that's when he made eye contact with the predator, he slammed that thing down. So uh, heavy ball slams. And we're thinking the weight of a rock needed to crush the skull of a predator has to be north of 40 pounds. So you gotta be able to mm. slam a heavy ball 40 pounds. But mm. we all know we're at different fitness levels. So if you can find a heavy ball that's in the area of 20 to 30 pounds, that's all fine by me too. Just slam the fuck out of it because you got to make sure you need to kill that predator so he doesn't set that bomb off. Finish him off. That's found right, his, finish him off. Found in his eye watch. <laughs> so that is your 10 minute MRAP battle training. And here's the other thing, I'm going to give everybody a tip. If you want to look as ripped, chiseled, and downright sexy as Arnold, you also got to prepare for your battle with aesthetics, which is why I'm prescribing some bicep curls and a flat top haircut. You go out first, you ask your barber to hook you up with a one to three fade flat top. That's it, that's all you're getting, one to three, baby. It's gotta be flat and it's gotta be, it's gotta be faded. Flat and faded, baby. Then you get two flat AK, and faded. Uh, then you go ahead and get two AK-47 assault rifles. You hold them in the hammer curl position and you do 47 hammer curls with the uh, AK-47, squeezing the trigger at the very top of the curl, mm -hmm. making sure you get full mm -hmm. contraction on the bicep. And if you don't have access to AK-47s, or if you believe in stronger gun laws, just use some fucking dumbbells. But make sure you do it 47 times. Make sure it's and a two-second squeeze. And make sure you squeeze. also make the sound effect. Do-do-do-do-do-do-do. Do-do-do-do. Tat-tat-tat-tat-tat-tat-tat-tat-tat-tat. Sorry, didn't intermediate a No, the sound effect is very important. You gotta get that going in there. Alright everybody, so that has been your How to Catch the Predator workout. Do it every day. For the Do rest it. of your life. I would say incorporate that to your training protocol three to four times a week. If you have the full intentions of attempting at storming Area 51. Otherwise, sit the fuck down and enjoy your sci-fi flicks and stop talking about storming Area 51. Happy hunting, nope. my friends. Happy training. Say, say, you got anything to add to the Predator training program? Be on the lookout. <laughs> We're going to make it. You can have it. You can download it. You got anything you want to add to this episode before we sign off and call it good? Nope. That's good, man. Predator, bro. Predator or prey. You choose. All right. Well, I had fun with that. That was our 10th episode. So I say thank you again. I'm glad we made it to 10. I'm glad we got a Hell chance yeah. to do this together. Uh, we did a special 10-episode watch-along. But we're going to get back to our old habits uh, on our next episode. Join us next time when we talk about the 2019 Women's FIFA World Cup champions. Their story, Woo. their feat of fitness, and how much they overcame to earn the World Cup and bring United States a World Cup championship home. Um, I'm very excited to cover this, and I hope you all will be excited to hear us cover it. First, say, say, Liyua, 
I'm Hector Oliveira. If you don't got it, don't show it. Matthew McConaughey, take us home. Let me tell you what Melvin Toast is packing right here. I've got 411 Posse Track out back, 750 Double Pumper, Edelbrock Intakes, Ford Over 30, 11 to 1 Pop Up Pistons, Turbo Jet, 390 horsepower. We're talking some fucking muscle. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh man.